0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studio, Presented by your local Hyundai dealers. This is Chicago's number one and most listened to sports station. 670 The Score is Chicago Sports. Chicago Sports is The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. And Odyssey Station. The Score! And now it's time for score overnights with Mark Grody. Runners take off. And he forces in a run. It's one nothing Yankees three and one on LeMahieu only one hit in the inning. Another run coming. On ball four, kicks away, and another run scores. That's Trevino, and it's three nothing. That ball drilled deep to left, and it is gone. Until that, first homer of the year, Adam Engel. Donaldson runs. And that one's going to go, and that hurts. 5-1 on a two-run homer by Joey Gallo. There's the ground ball. And LeMahieu, a lot of time, and the Yankees take the series finale, and they grab three out of four this weekend. Final is 5-1 New York.
0: Deep right field, look up. This is long gone. Rafael Ortega leading things off with a home run on his 31st birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. The Cubs lead one to nothing here on the road in Arizona. Here's the one, two, he swings and hits one in the air. Deep left field, way back, it's gone. Patrick Wisdom gives the Cubs a two nothing lead. Home run number six on the year. Here comes the 0-2, line drive, base hit in a right center field. Around third and coming home is Luplo. He will score and the Diamondbacks cut the deficit to one. It's the Cubs 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position. The pitch, line drive, a blue base hit down the right field line. Cubs will take the lead as Wisdom comes around to score. RBI single by Frank Schwindel. Cubs break the tie. They lead the Diamondbacks three to two. Here in the ninth. Rick sets at the belt. Men at first and second. The pitch. Ground ball hit the second. VR fields it to second for one. Simmons to first. Double play. Cubs win. A three to two victory over Arizona. And the Cubs finished their Western road trip with a winning record. So much for that. And this is Score Overnight.
1: What's going on, everybody? How are you? (laughs) Good to talk. It's the
2: next day. The weekend is over. It's a Monday. hope your Sunday scaries were okay. Scary on the south side where the White Sox lose to the New York Yankees 5-1 the final score, as you heard the highlights on NBC Sports Chicago and Len Casper. Every once in a while, when I hear Len's voice, especially in audio form, when there isn't a picture to accompany it as there was On NBC Sports Chicago this weekend, as Len was doing the TV for Jason, I still get. It sounds a
3: little weird. Still, it was weird, man. It was weird. I didn't know he did the broadcast until I came in earlier today. I was like, "Oh, it's Len." (laughs) Yeah, right. And your mind
2: has to readjust again because I feel like we've been readjusting
3: to Len and the massive move, right. That he made, right? It was weird. I heard him say, I think the White Sox scored the walk-off on Saturday it was like a a liner past Rizzo. So it was weird hearing (laughs) Casper say like, and it's a liner past Rizzo. The White Sox are going to walk it off. I was like, what is going on?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. You're supposed to like say nice things about Anthony Rizzo. None
3: of that's right. All of it's wrong.
2: I I thought about the same thing just on a mundane Anthony Rizzo at bat. I don't remember. We might have been today actually. Hearing Len Casper just say Anthony Rizzo to the plate. And having him be the opposition so him not, you know, like throwing bouquets towards Anthony Rizzo sure. or treating him with that hometown tone, you know? Oh, that's so It's so foreign to me. It is. Yeah, it's one of those things that's still it, – it, like he's done a great job. Like, I've listened to plenty of Len doing radio you know, for the White Sox, and mm-hmm. it sounds great. I mean, he's nailing the play-by-play as far as I'm concerned, but – when you go from as high profile as he was with a very high profile winning team, at least for several of the years that Len was there, you know, Len, Len was there for some bad years as well, but, uh, he had a pretty good run in terms of like winning because Cubs won in 07 and 08. I'm just talking about like, you know, regular season. Obviously the Cubs got stomped in the, in the postseason of 07 and 08. But and then he had to deal with the rebuild, but then he got to be, you know, front row seat for, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18. And I can now I don't remember when he left. I guess it was last year, right? Last year was his first year with White Sox radio. So it would have been twenty twenty one. It's interesting because part of the 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 reason that Len left Cubs television and the marquee sports network, part of it anyway, was and I think there was a number of reasons. Part of the reason was because he didn't like the, the fact that, you know, when when the playoffs would come around, all of a sudden the network takes over and TV is is out, and Len and everybody else would either, you know, Jim Deshays go home and watch the games on TV or do what Len did, and that was to be a part of the radio call on the score or help television stations. Like, he wanted to be part of the action, which I totally get. It would be very weird in any sport – to I mean the Blackhawks and Pat Foley dealt with this for years where they would, you know, there'd be some I think there were some playoff games in hockey, but all of a sudden the Stanley Cups would would come around and Pat Foley, this this guy you know, so associated with the organization, has to take a seat and there's Doc Emmerich, whom he respected and everybody loves. I mean, I love Doc Emmerich, but all of a sudden Pat Foley would have to sit down and and it was the same thing that Len Casper would have to deal with on television, and I get the feeling that he hated that, so he now gets to be doing the every single game in some way, shape, or form. He he's on radio, or if he scoots over to the TV side to fill in for Jason Benetti, he's doing that. And th- where it really paid off for for Len was obviously the playoffs last year you got to call those games, although those games sucked because the White Sox got smoked by Houston. He got to call the the cornfield game of last year where Tim Anderson hits the game winning home run and Len's going crazy doing the White Sox win, and I realized that like they were showing they were doing the the Tim Anderson bobblehead promotions leading up to one of the games this week. Uh, weekend and all of the promos that you heard were on the TV were Len Casper. They were Len Casper calls because TV didn't get to do that game. So you'd think, hey, why isn't why are they having Jason Benetti? Why am I hearing Len Casper's voice from the radio? It's like, oh, because Joel Buck called that game. So like Len, Len won. Len won because he he got what he wanted out of that, and I hope he's getting everything else that he wanted out of making the move from Marquee Sports Network to the White Sox Radio.
3: Well, at least he doesn't have to wear a suit anymore on Marquee, huh? Or shirts and ties like they were making him do initially. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That was goofy yeah. looking. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't have a huge problem with it. Like um, oh, I wasn't like you know I wasn't tweeting like oh how could they do this you know <laughs> I didn't yeah. care that much. It was just weird looking. Yeah, it was out of place just because
2: we're so used to seeing the local broadcasters have the you know the the polos on or whatever the jackets right. the, the, with the team logo or the you know the station logo typically sometimes the team logo depending on whether or not they were an employee of the of the team or not. But I guess it I I actually I, I've I've been critical of Marquee Sports Network and some of the things that they've done for sure. But I understood what they were doing there because they're, you know, they're blasting off this new network. They want to do things a little bit differently. It backfired, and and remember, Marquee Sports Network, they get it, they get it. They, don't That's worry, what, they get it, guys. They get it, they get it. We're going into year two of the Boog Shambi commercial, where the the. The uh, the worker is downstairs sweeping, and he looks up, and he sees Boog, and he's like, hmm, who oh, is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: who is this man? Who is this guy? <laughs> this we, we, we get it. You don't know who he is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we understand. You're very confused. Why did Len leave us? Len left us. He ditched us. We don't know who's, as the promo says, he was this Boog person. And, uh, but then they're doing it. I heard, I saw it again this year. I'm like, well, d- people
3: still don't know who the boog is. Yeah. Oh, the- don't know who the boog is.
2: They don't know who the boog is. Maybe there was a survey and people didn't know who the boog was. So like, we get it. You still don't know who the boog is. So we're going to continue to do this version of the, we get it commercial. They get- Oh, they get it. Let me tell you. Um, but yeah. So the-, the Len making the move in that way. Good for him. It has uh, – I, I haven't really talked to lot except for just a few text messages here and there, but certainly not. I don't bother, like, personally. I will never, ever bother a baseball person, other than to attempt to get them on various shows throughout the years. We all do. But having done the baseball circuit for five years in Home and Road, I know, like, you literally have no time for anything and uh, like your, your days off, like people all think, well, your days off, I'll, I'll call so and so, get them on the radio today because it's their day off. No, don't call them on their days off. Call them and book them on days that they're working because the day off, oh, that's sacred in baseball. It is sacred. And usually it's just to get normal lifestyle things done, to do your laundry, to clean your place, to clip your fingernails, to you know, do all that stuff, to go go to the dentist or the doctor, because you gotta get it all done in one day. So never, ever, ever, ever bother baseball people, including Lynn Casper, on their days off. But boy, that was a long way of saying that the the Yankees beat the White Sox five one. On NBC Sports
3: Chicago. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered the important things.
2: <laughs> but, hey, this is score overnight, and that means that we can take this thing down any wormhole. That is the essence of it, and I think some of that was interesting. So the the Yankees beat the White Sox 5-1. to The Cubs over the Diamondbacks, a nice win for the Cubs uh, yesterday. They beat Arizona 3-2. The final score, Justin Steele, 10 strikeouts, career high for Steelezy. He goes six innings, allowed just the one earned run, three hits, 10 Ks, two walks, two runs scored on his watch. But it was a error by the, the shortstop, Ildemar Vargas, who's been playing for Nico Horner, and not particularly well. Uh, a, a two-out error. And, God, I was thinking at that moment, two-out errors. Like, pitchers get really pissed off when – their defense makes errors no matter what. Some show it, some don't. And the but a two out error that has got to rock the brain cells of any pitcher. A two out error by one of your infielders, by your shortstop, and it, at the time it tied the game two two. So it is a good thing for Eldemar Vargas's sake that the Cubs had a very fruitful ninth inning. Cubs get a, a leadoff double from Patrick Wisdom, who was promptly driven in by Frank Schwindel, who lined a single to right field. Easy score for Patrick Wisdom, and it held up, man. It held up. Well, Cubs 3 and the Diamondbacks 2. My guy, Rowan of the Wicks, ended up getting the save in this one. And the Cubs win another series. They end up taking two out of three from the Arizona Diamondbacks. So little Cubs showing a little bit of hope here. Now they've won three series this year, which is you know not good. But th- th- things are better for the Cubs. They are 13-20 and 20 overall, eight games back in the division. They have won four of six after a stretch during which – they had won just three out of 14 where they were going backwards. And really that there was a, there was a fear factor going on from my perspective for the sake of the Cubs. And that was, Oh man, like I knew the Cubs were not going to be good this year, but I didn't think they were going to be putrid and you yeah, know, it's still possible that they're going to be putrid this year and just got awful. And the bottom drops out you know 90 some odd losses like is where it felt like they were heading in this season, but um, it, they kind of have rebounded just a little bit. Like you can't have that's one thing that you can't have for the Cubs. Like a lot might be acceptable from Cubs fans if if Cubs fans are accepting the idea that they're doing something differently with this organization, that they are changing the organizational philosophy offensively, I think that their hope is to change the organizational philosophy defensively. In that, and specifically pitching, in that you are getting guys from your system. Hopefully, that some of those guys will will eventually begin to blossom. And hopefully, there are guys that we don't even know about in the system that will eventually blossom and become starting pitchers in the Cubs organization. So, you know, give them. That is the hope for the Cubs and give them credit for for that. But if if you are one of those people who is accepting of that, I think that, at least this is what I felt from Cubs fans, there is no way in hell you're going to put up with another 100-loss type of season where the regular season just doesn't matter, that it is all about get us to the off season, you know, get us to the draft, which happens during the season, but get us to the draft and get us Kyle Schwarber and get us Chris Bryant and trade for Anthony Rizzo and and trade for Addison Russell and on and on and on, just like that. So, yeah, you can't have the immaculately bad Cubs, and they gave you a little bit of hope over the last few days that, they, that they're not going to be that. This is Score Overnight. Welcome into it. I am Mark Grody. Sean Sears is our producer. You'll hear his voice throughout the night. We're here from midnight until 5 a.m. And as always, we love your participation. And that can be attained by calling the following. 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. And that is the text number as well. So if you want to call, that's cool. If you'd rather do it with a text message, that's totally acceptable. If you want to do it on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports is the way to do it. My last name is spelled G-R-O-T-E, at Mark Grody Sports on Twitter. I hang out there a lot. I'll get that puppy up and running. If you just want to kick back and listen because you're out working or certainly if you are driving, that is all good with me too. However you want to take the show in, but I always love your interaction and participation. So in other words, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to participate if you are interested um in doing that i like this text message here from 630 to get us going on the text lines today good morning mark one of my customers looks like you benjamin texting from elmhurst i just have one question for you benjamin is this customer of yours a good looking man that's all i want to ask you uh, uh, yes or no yes or no it was a little actually <laughs> yes or no with a little description <laughs> That's what I need to know at 12 of 18 in the morning. <laughs> is he good, boy? If he if he types back and says, nah, kind of average looking," yeah. What if you he know, get like a four point five out
3: of ten or something? Right?
2: right. This is gonna. I'm gonna be like so self conscious throughout the overnight. I'm gonna go in the other room and just look in the mirror and cry. So, boy, I'm 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 asking a lot there from uh, our buddy Benjamin from Elmhurst. And let, let that be the final hot or not text of the night, 312 312- <laughs> 644 644- I'm sure Dave thinks you're a handsome man, Mark. I hope so. I mean, I feed him. I treat him well. I give Dave the cat what he wants. So he should, I hope he thinks that. I hope he thinks that. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to hang out and those modems, we're going to talk a lot of baseball tonight for sure. We'll talk a lot about the the weekend that was for the White Sox, an unsuccessful one against the New York Yankees. Who, my God, they they are a well-oiled machine. Thirty-one games into the season, looking at a team right now that uh, is, or th- more like thirty-four games into the season, twenty-five and nine right now, are the New York Yankees. The White Sox are sixteen and seventeen. The good news about the White Sox—they lose another series, going through kind of a, you know. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I, I was going to say they're going through a bad stretch. They lost a series to the Yankees, so I guess we want to call that a bad stretch. That's a bad stretch. But the good news for the White Sox is no harm, no foul in the division. They are still just three back of the Minnesota Twins in the American League Central. And I get it. The Twins might be a problem this year, but you still haven't had this, like, gigantic fade in the division in any way, shape, or form, like where all of a sudden you look up and you're like the Cubs and you're 13 and 20 and you're eight games back. no. The White Sox are three games back, and they get to go to Kansas City for the next five games, where I would expect I would expect the White Sox to win at least three out of five in that series. Uh, we shall see. So, other than baseball, Cubs, Cubs and White Sox, Cubs win, White Sox lose. This is my first chance getting a microphone in my hand to talk to you guys on the Score Overnight audience about the Bears' schedule. So we will go through the bear schedule and kind of just give you a little synopsis of all of these games and the way I'm looking at them and see what we can come up with in terms of wins and losses and challenging parts of the schedule and non-challenging parts of the schedule. If you will, if there is such a thing when we're talking about the NFL, so we will do that. Um, I know a lot of you guys like are down on the bears for this coming upcoming year. And that's understandable. I am too. I mean, in terms of like, Win loss. It was we still, you know, uncrack the code of Ryan Poles and exactly what his timeline is for this team to be winning again. It doesn't feel like it's going to be this year, but Adam Rank, who we had on recently on score overnight from NFL Network, laid out an optimistic thoughts about the Bears. I'll just I'll give it away right now, but I'll let him explain later. Adam Rank believes that the Bears will have a winning season this year, and we will hear how he puts that little puzzle together. We'll hear back to the baseball. We'll hear from the managers, Tony La Russa and David Ross, and we are going to, if we have time in the overnight, do a replay. And Molly and Haw at the end of the week last week, spoke to one of the Bears draft picks, one of the more interesting prospects for sure. He is Dominique Robinson, edge rusher out of Miami of Ohio, a fifth round pick, converted in college from wide receiver to defensive end. So that's a pretty interesting story. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. And I am certainly oh 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 we we have we have breaking news here, Sean. Whew wow this is this really was going to decide how this overnight was going to go for me mood wise. Um, he says, Good looking. Yeah, there it is. All right, let me get everybody caught up here. The first text of the night was Good morning, Mark. One of my customers looks like you, Benjamin, texting from Elmhurst. And I then asked him, which I was, maybe I shouldn't have done, but I did. Is this person a good-looking man? I need a little synopsis to go along with it, yes or no. And he, this is the return text. Good-looking, yes, Benjamin, texting from Elmhurst. Whew. Oh, okay. All right. We can go on. Let me take the break. I don't have the coffee brewing yet, so if my energy sounds low right now, I'm going to go hit the button because I overflowed. the. Yep, I did it again. I overflowed the water on the coffee, so my coffee timing is a little bit off right now. I'm going to get that sucker brewing. You should, too. If you're on score overnight right now, give me a text if you're drinking a coffee right now. If you drink coffee in the overnight, I seriously actually want to know that. For people who work on the overnights, do you drink coffee or do you get worried because then when you get off of work then you're not going to be able to go to sleep? What is how do you stay awake? What is the energy routine for you on on your overnight? So let's make that kind of a running text theme throughout the night or call theme at 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Grody. This is Score Overnight. It is on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
1: You're listening to the show Les Grobstein perfected. Score overnights.
0: Line drive hit to right, coming in, Suzuki, forward, down the catch what a play by Saya suzuki saving a run say played great really really nice um say has been you know i think just solid right just quality of bass but really nice play in right field um you know coming in on that ball sinking line drive really nice play going back on some balls to to right uh say played great tonight really picked us up with his defense
2: cubs manager david ross right there Before that, it was Zach Zayman right here on The Score, all talking about good Cubs things in the name of a Sunday Cubs win. Cubs beat the Diamondbacks 3-2 was the final score. Some really good pitching from Justin Steele, Patrick Wisdom, and Rafael Ortega both hitting the ball out of the park. The Cubs are right back home tonight, Tuesday. Make that Monday night, Monday night baseball Cubs and the Pittsburgh Pirates, 640, make that 6.05 pregame, 640 is when that game will start. And then the Cubs will have the this Arizona Diamondbacks team right back here to play them after the three-game series against Pittsburgh. I was asking uh, texters to, or callers if you'd like, to tell me what you're drinking. What are you drinking in the overnight? What do you what do you got in front of you? Because I just got my coffee. I'm, I'm bre- it's, it's dropping right now. Percolating is my coffee I'm a big bag of Starbucks coffee tonight, actually. And uh, it is ground for me. And um, it's going to be delicious when I get into it. And then my energy will just go
3: sky high.
2: Um, let's see. Beer, Mark. I work noon to midnight. That's from the 219. Hey, good for you. Crack one open. You, you Hey, you work noon to midnight? 12-hour workday? Sunday into the Monday? Treat yourself. I hope that's more than One. And it's on in the 219, an extension to that, playing the show 2021, listening to you. Of course, I'm the White Sox. Very cool. I I appreciate you doing that. Appreciate you enjoying yourself and having us on in the background. We are the score overnight is some of the the greatest background radio that you will hear. Mark, I appreciate the opportunity to text the show. I told a friend of mine that the White Sox were going to be lucky to win one game out of four games, and there is a longer text part to this, but I don't have time to read it all. Um, you were right about that. Sox ended up losing three out of four to the to the mighty New York Yankees, and we'll dig more deeply into both of these games here right now. Let's go to the phone lines three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. My new friend, who I met at Harry Carey's. At Navy Pier the other day, for the toast to Harry, uh, Spiegel and Parkins were broadcasting live from there, and I was part of the show. I was well, I was a guest on the show, I don't know, if I was part of the show. But Rich at Old Town was there, and Rich is on the score now. What's going on, Rich? Uh, good evening. I uh, I'm
4: going to give you another vote to try to boost your ego, which probably doesn't need this, but even more. I was waiting for Benjamin to text you. You had a radio face. <laughs>
2: But good old Benjamin,
4: yeah, no, uh, having met you in person after talking to you several times, I don't think you've got anything to worry about. Uh, so, that's uh, Rich, any.
2: You're not, Let me ask you this, Rich. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. But when because I was like doing this, too, with radio people that I listened to or even growing up. Did my voice match my face? Yes or no. And, and you're not going to insult no. me. Trust me.
4: Well, no, it doesn't. OK. Your Your voice. I was taken aback a little bit by, you have a much more mature, older voice, and I kind of knew your age, but you look very young. <laughs> maybe because, yeah, yeah, maybe because I'm 69. I don't look 69. And no, you, can you don't.
2: To no, no, you don't. You but, do not.
4: No, but, no, I'm six. I'm less Grobstein's age.
2: Right. So, I know.
4: Yeah. No, that got my attention when he passed. I'm thinking, hey, I better tighten my program up. <laughs> And yeah. I did. I went to yeah. I went to Harry Carey's and drank about six beers. That really tightened it up.
2: <laughs> what did you have to eat? Because I noticed uh, Ronnie Woo was sitting right by you with a full rack of ribs.
4: Oh, uh, well, that will make you lose your appetite. That that that's part of my diet. I mean, this guy. I don't. You know, I'm not from here as we talk, but I don't get it. Where you walk around in a fake cub uniform and you're you're a homeless guy. And all of a sudden, you're a celebrity. I I don't really get it.
2: Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the history on this, Rich. He he did used to go to every single Cubs game, and I, I remember this because I remember being a kid sitting in the bleachers, and Ronnie Woo would be out there, and he would be doing the Ronnie Woo, Ronnie Woo, and and he just it was just constant. It w- it became as normal as just the buzz in the ballpark. Like you didn't even notice it after a while the 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 problem with Ronnie Woo-woo is and and he's not a homeless guy anymore. I think the Cubs have taken care of him. I know god, who was it? Somebody like paid for him to get new teeth. I think at some point in time. So he's been he's been he's been well cared for, I think by the Cubs and by other entities and just because yeah, he he was a bit of a he was I think homeless and I think he might have been a bit of a troublemaker too. And so I understand, like out of towners don't quite get. Him. And I know you've been here for a long time, Rich, but 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 Ronnie goes way back. And I will say this: White Sox fans hate him, can't stand him because he's like you know a living mascot, basically. So I've noticed that yeah. observation. Yeah,
4: uh, yeah. Here, here's what I want to talk about. So we can kind of you know me. I like to take a look at the numbers, and I think if you tase Larusa, which is I think what he needs, he'd kind of wake up. If you looked at I was telling Sean this, if you look at the sheer performance <clears throat> in some key categories, you would think they're an expansion team. And, and let me just give you some highlights. And these are current numbers. This is really the problem. If you look at pitching, defense, and hitting, let, let's just start fast. With opponent hits per game, the Sox give up eight. They, that's 20th place. Their last and giving up base on balls at four per game, as you know, and they make one error a game. That's putting thirteen guys on base per game. Now you explain to me how you win with doing that. Then when you look at their offense, because I follow baseball, and they say, "Hey, we're going to have great starting pitching, and we're going to have really great hitting." Well, here here's their offense. Their 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 average is two twenty nine to start with. Hitting in the double plays, they're ranked 15th. They're 22nd in batting average, 15th in the hitting in the double plays, and 17th in home runs at .91 per game. So if you really think about it, they're not playing small ball or, or long ball with only one home run a game, and they put 13 guys on base a game. I don't understand how someone isn't squawking about this and and really saying, look, we're fundamentally unsound,
2: yeah, oh yeah, I mean it th- that has been discussed. I mean, they've had an abominable number of errors this year, as you know, almost as many errors as they've had games this season, so about one
3: yeah. was what, that rich?
2: That's about one a game, that's
4: why that adds up yeah. eight hits, give up four walks and an error. That's my point, that's thirteen guys on base. How are you gonna win with putting thirteen guys on a game?
2: right? I mean, in teams like that a well I just there, there's only one letter. I was gonna go through the whole alphabet, but a they don't make the playoffs. teams like that' no. certainly' no win in the playoffs. I'll tell you that, so we'll see, but good stuff, Rich. Good meeting you, brother. I will hopefully see you around town um. And I appreciate it. Love meeting listeners, always. It was good to see, hey, you know what? I got to put the, the voice with the face, too, with our, with our buddy Rich from Old Town. 312-644-6767 if you want to jump in here. Weird day today for the Whites, for Michael Kopech, and, and really just the game. Yankees win at 5-1. to one. So if you didn't watch it and you just look at, like, the line for Michael Kopech, Kopech, He'd be like six six innings, three runs, one hit, three strikeouts, four walks. Pretty good, pretty good, and it was pretty good actually. But he had this really weird outlier Indian in- inning. Can't say Indian inning. inning, inning, inning. Guardians. He had he had a weird guardian. Um, Kopech allowed th- three runs in the second inning. Two on bases loaded walks to one to Aaron Hicks the other to DJ LeMahieu and then the third run crossed on a wild pitch there was a there was a moment they made it three nothing yankees there was a, a moment in that inning where it felt like cuz he was getting up around the 50 pitch mark that i, I wasn't sure if he was going to make it out of the inning cuz it just looked like he lost his mind out there and Ryan Burr was warming up and that's that was the vibe that he's is he gonna get out of this thing? What's going on here? You know, and it's a fairly important game. You want a little bit of the momentum from the night before and you want to win this game before, you know, big five or I should say long five game series with the the Kansas City Royals. And but he got out of it and he pitched really well the rest of the way. Like really well. And you know Ryan Burr came in did eventually get in so so did Ronaldo Lopez so did Jose Ruiz get into the game and how about this like just as a just to kind of add to the point of how what an outlier that inning was just specific to this game and to Michael Kopech's performance in giving up the the 3 runs in that second inning the the Yankees, again, they win 5-1. They had two hits all game. The second inning, the single by Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. I really like saying that name. And then in the ninth inning, fast forward, Joey Gallo cracks a two-run homer in that ninth inning against Jose Ruiz, and that yeah, that was it. I mean... That's all the Yankees needed. A weird game in that regard. A disastrous inning for Kopech, and then a big bop late in the game by Joey Gallo. Just strange. It 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 like two really strange pitching performances in games. Really, if you want to look at it that way, in this series for the White Sox and Yankees, there was that game, and. Then there was the what was it was the first game of the series where the Yankees win it fifteen to seven, and Dylan Cease has eleven strikeouts, and he allowed six runs. So all, he's getting outs, or the outs were all by strikeouts, and the runs were the runs. So I don't know. Here's a question I was wondering on Dylan Cease. I don't think I heard anybody ask this on the score. Did Dylan Cease have a good performance that day or a bad performance that day? Eleven strikeouts, so he's got a six stuff, but he allowed six runs, and you know, and, and you do have to, you do have to factor in how good the Yankees are and how hot they are, and the hitting and the home runs and all that. So, did, did eleven strikeouts and six runs, did Cease have a good performance or or a bad performance? The real problem with that game was the. What was it? The seven-run eighth inning. That 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 was an issue because the Sox had dramatically tied the game when it felt like it was a dead issue, and um, yeah, just v- very odd. All these games had their own little stories to them. The the Friday game, Yankees beat the Sox ten to four. Four more home runs for the Yankees. It just kept cracking the baseball. Vince Velasquez was on the mound. Saturday, the the Sox end up winning that game three to two got a little lucky because of some bad base running by the yankees um liam hendricks was not great was not great in that game on saturday and then they lose to the yankees today 5-1 the final score i'm going to read some of your text messages when we come back take some more of your calls i am here 3-1-2-644-6767 it's score overnight on chicago sports radio 670 the score
1: You're listening to the show Les Grobstein perfected. Score overnights. Donaldson runs. And that one's going to go. And that hurts. 5-1 on a two-run homer by Joey Gallo. Yeah, that
2: one did hurt. I mean, you knew the way the game was going for the White Sox up to that point. It had been Yankees 3, White Sox 1, and you felt, watching the game, Sox at some point in time could very well tie this game or take this game over. It felt like it was there for the taking. Just since the second the second inning, it seemed like it was going to be a disaster with the three runs that Michael Kopech allowed. But as the game went on, you're like, this is anybody's game. This is anybody's game. Welcome back into Score Overnight. I'm Mark Rody, Len Casper with the call on NBC Sports Chicago. It's anybody's game because the, the Yankees had two hits all day. And from the second inning on, I think it was, what, 21 in a row? That between, yeah, between Kopech and the Sox pen, Burr, Lopez, and Ruiz—they had retired twenty-one in a row until Jose Ruiz walked Josh Donaldson with two outs in the ninth, and then boom, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo, as our texture says, hit a two-run homer, five to one Yankees. Do you know what that reference is, Sean? Joey Gallo. Joey, Joey Callo, Gallo. No. Yeah. Oh man. My cousin Vinny, the movie. It's um Oh yeah,
3: yeah. I've seen my cousin Vinny, I didn't realize is that the kid's name that they're like No, don't you
2: remember at the end, like when the judge who was skeptical of of um of Vinny the entire time and he's like he said that there was no Joey joey gallo and he says oh no, no it's not joey it's joey callow gallo. oh
3: yeah right because they've been trying to look him up that's right that's right yeah he was trying to get him the whole movie that's funny
2: yeah no it's so i, I honestly like that i saw that texan and um cheers to you texter for that yeah that's the next level I- man that is next level. But I, every time I see the name Joey Gallo, I think of Joey oh, Gallo. Really? So That's I'm glad really somebody, funny. I'm glad somebody did it for me. Someone's on that <laughs> wavelength time. with you. Yeah. Right. So I don't have to beat people over the head with it. And just every single time I say, like, yeah, I can't not do it. And a lot of times when I say Joey Gallo, I say it like that just as a nod to everybody listening that might be thinking about my cousin Vinny um, like I do. But – yeah, that that game was anybody. When it became five to one, it was good night, everybody. You just knew, you knew, like two, two runs on a day like that. The Sox were going to be able to overcome, but just with a you know non productive day with the bats, it didn't feel like it. Felt like a four runs felt like twelve runs. That's the way I'll put it. And Nestor Cortez, that was the starting pitcher for the Yankees. A career high in innings, he was. Very good. He goes eight innings, allowed one run, on three hits, struck out seven, walked exactly nobody in the game, and he's a lefty. Sox are supposed to beat up on lefties, and it did not go. It did not go well. Um, to the text line three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Lol, lol. Dirty player. Grayson Allen and the Bucks go down. They go down, down, down. Yeah, I will I will um, humor the NBA talk because there were a couple of fascinating Game 7s in the NBA, and, indeed, Milwaukee pretty much got smoked. They lose to Boston 109-81. Grant Williams with 27 for Boston. He had seven threes. The Celtics, in the game, had 22 three-pointers, Tatum, Jason Tatum at 23, and so we have ourselves an Eastern Conference Finals. It will be the Boston Celtics against the Miami Heat. That'll be a great series, and I cannot believe what Dallas did at Phoenix in that Game Dude, 7.
3: That nu- that score was nuts. I checked it at halftime, and I was like, the Suns have 40 points, and, and the, the Mavericks have 83. Like, what is going on? wow
2: dallas beat phoenix 123 to 90 in game
3: 7 in phoenix and phoenix honestly scored like 20 points in garbage time like they were they had 60 something points with 6 minutes left in the game oh my god yeah that's just
2: that's jarring like i i mean like, what, like you're looking for you, something. What did
3: you do wrong? Because clearly yeah. you didn't do much right. Like uh, yeah, Yeah, and I'll admit
2: I did not watch the, the game. I was out to dinner and I was following it. And I just every time I checked, I'm like, what the what in the hell is going on here? And why is Phoenix sucking so badly? Because that's exactly what was what was going on for that team. What did they have? Let's see here. Um They had 17 plus 10 is um, 27. They had 27 points at half. half Halftime. So they just weren't scoring. Luka Doncic had 27 points at halftime. So he equaled their total. Luka Doncic ended up with 35 points in the game. Unbelievable.
3: Like, they just... I think it was the first time that two players scored 30 plus points in a game seven being uh Doncic and Dinwiddie, just crazy. Dinwiddie, former Chicago Bull, right? Oh, yeah. Dinwiddie? yeah, yeah, that, that the one in the same, the one that got significantly better as soon as we got rid of him. Yeah, 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 <laughs> <We're> really <laughs> That's good what at happens. That stuff.
2: That's what happens. Dinwiddie had 30 points on the night, um, for the Mavericks, so uh, Dallas gets to the western conference finals for the first time since 2011. And they're the darling. They they've got to be the darling this year. Kind of like what Phoenix was last year. Like they're kind of the team that I don't know if it's shocking that they're they are where they are, but it's a little it's definitely surprising. I don't think many people picked Dallas to win. I certainly didn't, especially when they were down 0-2. I was like this thing is over. It's like okay, fun's over for the Mavericks. They had a fun first round and now they're going to get their butts beaten by the team that I thought was the best team in the NBA
3: and the Phoenix Sun. Didn't you think that Phoenix was the best team in the NBA this year, Sean? I if they weren't, I don't know who wasn't, right? Yeah,
2: they were just as good as anybody. I mean, right? and
3: they were and they were winning games without Chris Paul. Like in and, and Devin Booker was like only having to score like 17 points some games, and they were winning by like 30. So I was like, okay, well these guys are fine. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of fell apart. the The Maverick, the defense from from Dallas today was really impressive. I will say, uh, the few times I checked in, I was like, man, even in like late in third quarter, they're still up by a lot. They were just all over Booker and Paul. Yes, yeah, so, um, just I'm just reading through some of the game story too, and it says by
2: halftime, many Suns fans were booing the unsightly display, as it's written on the Associated Press. Um, so, God. That's a way to describe that. Unsightly. Yeah, it was it was unsightly. And hey, you think though you think the fans in Phoenix, all those transplants, as we always say, think they don't care? No, they were booing them off the court in the at halftime. That's a there's an expectation with that Suns team. But yeah, that was that was apparently just a god awful game. So again, the final score in that game, Mavericks 123 and the Suns ninety. Luka Doncic with 35. Dallas against Golden State in the the Western Conference Finals. So that, so much for that, that will be fun as well. So yeah, nice, uh, I'll start to plug in a little bit more to these to these NBA games. Now that we're we're in the end of the finals and the real heavyweights are there it's time to go and pay a little bit more attention. So we could add that to the list of things if you want to talk about, if you watch those games, because I, like I said, I did not. I was watching, I watched every inning of both baseball games today and then had a Zoom meeting at 5 that I had to attend and then went out for dinner tonight, and it was about a three-hour dinner, and it was delicious, and the conversation flowed, let me tell you. Um we do have to take a break. 312-644-6767 is the number. More of your calls, more of your texts coming up, more baseball talk. We'll get into the Chicago Bears as well. Schedule and making a case for the Bears to be good this year. Oh, we'll do it. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. So much for that.